Do you like monsters? <laughs> Haunted. You're death. Werewolves? Do you really like monsters? Ugh, something touching my body. I point to the cloaked figure who stood eerily still amongst the dancing and animated bodies around him. Do you really? Really? Really like monsters? You put a tentacle daddy in front of me and you expect me not to fuck him? You're fucking huge! Monstica, an LGBT monster erotica fiction podcast. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This is an erotica podcast that focuses on LGBT relationships and teratophilia. Listener discretion is advised. I know that you and Captain Nakamura are sleeping with monsters. Because I want to see him. My friend, that is. By the gods. Who isn't fucking a monster around here? I want you here. I really want you here. Your Highness, I promise you, I am loyal to this kingdom. I have no nefarious plans to see it destroyed or turn my back on it. What's the point of worrying about the way a house looks, when we will never be able to live under the same roof? I wish to enact an orgy of bomb. Oh. <gasps> Daphne. I think this new arrangement will work out great. My erection bobs in the air as the vibrator moves at a teasing pace. For maybe the fifteenth time, I attempt to reach for my cock, only to once again be reminded that my hands are bound. I still can't believe you bought it. He's near the table. My eyes rake down his beautiful brown body before stopping at his cock. It bobs just as shameless as mine's, but maybe not as desperate. I've been forced to watch him get himself off twice now, while I haven't been permitted to come even once. Captain Basque going into a seedy sex shop and asking for a bondage table? My, my, what do the kingdom think? Gods, I used to find his cocky personality so annoying, but now here I am getting off on it. He goes underneath the table and I resist letting out a desperate whimper. I feel his hand stroke my tail through the whole of the table. My body is so on edge. Even him caressing my tail feels good to me. Witches can be annoying. You got a lot of their magic tags. Gods. 
So, would you be interested in doing that again? Definitely. The next time, I need a cock ring. (laughs) Noted. Looks like the girls were right. We'll have to thank them. Yeah, 
Maybe we should give Sherry a pink heart-shaped ball gag as thanks. Well, you'll have to give it to her. Hey, she'll warm up to you eventually. I tried to kill her, Basque. Yes, but back when you were a monster-hating human, you should try apologizing now that you've changed. Yeah. Sorry for trying to kill you, just hated your kind and was just doing my job and all. But now that I've discovered Dragon Dick, I'm completely a changed man. Friends? Look, I'm not saying she'll forgive you. She may never, and that's her right. But whether that's the case, you still owe her an apology. And maybe once you apologize, she'll lay off you. A bit. You're right, but I'm not good with the whole... Let's sit down and have a heart-to-heart thing. I'm not really the touchy-feely type. My eyes gestured to the blanket were underneath where he has his arms wrapped around me. This is different. I'm only doing it because it's proper aftercare. I recall many times where Angel was quite handsy with me outside of sex. But I remained silent. I'll let him have his pride for now. But... I'll try it. Maybe have Vesta talk to her first before going in guns a-blazing. We should go to bed. Yeah, Glue Boy nearly had a breakdown the last time we were late. I think he's in love with her. What? Elmer? In love with who? If it's Vesta, he's out of luck. She only likes girls, and besides... I don't know how his body would work BDSM-wise. Not Elmer. Pascal, I'm with Dr. Coor. Oh, are you sure? No, I don't have any definite proof, but... I've known him for a long time. I know his mannerisms, social life, and character, and I just... have never seen him act like this before. He talks about her more than he does his research now. And the way he looks at her every time she visits. It's the same way Asmodeus and Daphne look at each other. The same way I've noticed Vesta and Sherry starting to look at each other. The same way I look at... Well, even if that's the case, we don't have to worry about it. Bee's ace, remember? And Elmer's guarding them at night. They would have no way of being intimate with each other even if they wanted to. I know, but... Nope. No worrying over things that won't happen. If you want to talk, let's talk about birthday plans for next week. Plans? Yeah, I mean you must want more than going over to Demon Boy's house just to eat cake and have sex. Not that I'm complaining about the latter. (laughs) Do I have to have plans? Yes! Do you want a theme? Type of music? Gifts? I told you. I know, Hiram. But just pretend with me. If you could have anything for your birthday, do anything, what would it be? I want to go to Inland. Ooh, Inland? Yes, and visit New Bangkok. You know, I heard the technology they have there is even more advanced than Kijijimura's. They've recreated something called a metro. I want to ride it. Yeah, but that's probably only in the human district. You said pretend. Fine, go on. We could all go to a Thai restaurant and maybe visit a historic landmark afterward. Like the Red Fort or the Grand Palace. Nerd. And then we could go shopping in Janpath. 
won't have fun shopping with Cherry and Asmodeus, because I'm pretty sure that's the monster side. Pretend. Fine, I go shopping with you in Janpath. I might stop and take pictures of the houses there. They're really beautiful, and I've always wanted to live in them. Really? Well, I'll buy one of the houses there for you. You're going to buy a house in another country on your birthday? Print. Yes, yes, I know. And this house you buy, what does it look like? Well, what do you want it to look like? Nothing big, but better than the apartment I live in now. I want it to be at least a two-story house, installed with the best solar panels and money can buy. And it has to have a door with a frame big enough to allow you in. I can crouch. Yeah, but I don't want you to have to keep crouching to get into our house. Our? I mean, I just, I was just, it, it doesn't have to- And where would you like our house located? Near the river? The market? I would like it near my new job, so I wouldn't have to travel as far. New job? Yeah, I've always wanted to be an officer, but not for life. And since this happened, I've been having mixed feelings about the job. So what would you like to do instead? I rest my face on top of his head. The earthy aroma of his shampoo fills my nose and reminds me of that dream I had so many months ago. Well, you constantly persisting I cook something for you every time I visit has made me conjure up the strange idea that I should be a chef. <laughs> you should. You're great at it. Yeah, but a chef seems too... clinical for me. Maybe I'll think about being a baker. I'm sure our kids would love it. My heart beats. Yeah, our kids. Basque, you know we can never... I lace my finger with his. Yeah, I know. Jerry's address is on the drawer. I'll go handle Vex. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Prince Vex, I... My words stop as soon as I see he's not alone. He's surrounded by a group of Afisas, one of which is Elmer, who seems to be avoiding eye contact with me. Next to him is Pascal and B who look just as ashamed with their hands. Shackled. What's going on? The smile that grows on his face makes my stomach turn. <laughs> you tell me, Captain. Want to explain why you left a new trainee to guard an escort mission by himself? He wasn't by himself the whole time, just at night. I was confident he could handle it. Well... You thought wrong. Whoa! What's with the crowd? 
Ah, good. The human is here. You're just as responsible for this mess as he is. Mess? Where is the other one? Uh, she's coming, just getting herself dressed. Fine. I guess I just have to tell this lovely story twice, then. I decided to randomly drop by our doctor's house here. See if everything was going okay, of course. So, I walk up that ridiculously long tree, and before I even get to the door, I see something through the window. I spot them, wrapped in each other's arms, kissing in the tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G? Yes. I don't understand. B, I thought you said you were ace. Yes, but... Ace doesn't mean arrow, you dits. Elmer, what happened? I'm sorry, sir. I should have told you when it happened the first time. About a few months ago, I started falling asleep during my watches. I can't explain why. Us Uzis stay awake for long hours, but during my watch... I would always get sleepy, even if I took the nap the day before. I was too embarrassed to tell you. And I didn't think it was that serious since nothing happened when I went to sleep. At least, I thought nothing happened. I must come clean. I have an explanation for our friend's sudden narcolepsy. I... I just wanted to spend more time with her. Pass. One day a week. One day? That wasn't enough for me. She's so... And I... I used a plant to make him go to sleep. Every time you three would leave, I would offer Elmer a drink. Inside the drink was Niant. Once he was out, I would take the key off him and open B's door. And we would just talk. At first, when morning came... I would lock her back inside and place the key back on Elmer without him being any of the wiser. We weren't doing anything bad. We- Enough! You've committed one of the worst crimes in our kingdom. A monster and a human falling in love. If you must punish anyone, punish me. B never claimed she was in love with me. Pass, that's not true. I said enough. We will take you both to my brother, and he will decide your punishment. Hopefully, he'll grow a backbone and execute you two right on the spot. Vex! Prince! Vex. You have a lot of nerve being so sharp with me. Do you even understand the amount of trouble you're in? I doubt you'll stay captain after this. Hell, I think you'll even be booted from headquarters. You son of a- Angel, stop. Angel? What the- Sorry, I'm late. Why were you in the back? Is that a leaf in your hair? Yeah, I, I was just... doing stuff. What's... what's going on? I told you. I told you this would happen. You let the humans in and this is what you get. We must all look ridiculous. Standing in the council room, looking nervous and scared. Like a bunch of kids who just got their hands caught in the cookie jar. Yes, brother. I get it. You were right. So, you're gonna execute them, right? 
The joy in his voice makes me want to strangle him. I have no authority to kill a human here. I must send her back to Kijijimura, and they'll punish her. What? They'll just let her off like they did the last two. It's the rule, Vex. Kill her here, and I'm asking for war. Fine. Execute the bird, then. My fist tightens. Vex. What? We're allowed to kill him. He betrayed the treaty. Our kingdom. He deserves to die. You're talking about a fellow monster here. He stopped being a monster when he fell in love with that over-evolved ape. It's not that easy. What do you mean it's not that easy? Hang him, poison him, slit his throat, just kill him! No! It's... to send a man to death just because... just because two people, people who are different from one another, fall in love. We're forced to kill them. And why? Because some thousand-year-old paper tells us to. But... It's the law. Pascal will be sentenced to jail until I decide what to do with him. The human and the others will return to Kijijimura. I will alert Queen Amani of her crimes, and she will handle it from there. I am also calling off all escort missions. My heart sinks. And what about Basque? The Council and I will get together and decide the punishment of Captain Basque in a few days. I understand, Your Highness. Ask. I'm sorry. The walk back to the tunnel is one of the most depressing and embarrassing walks I've ever had to take. We walk in silence. Horrible, loud silence. I want to speak to Angel. I don't know what I want to say, but I want to say something. But he's walking ahead of me. Walking ahead of us all. As if on purpose. I don't know if he's mad at me for putting Elmer in charge, or just trying to stay away from me to avoid having to deal with the reality of the situation. <sighs> Will I at least be allowed to know what happens to him? I'm afraid not. We get to the door and I realize that this might be my last chance to speak with him. Angel! He faces me and my heart is torn in two. No tears stained his cheeks, but I can tell that won't last. His brilliant hazel eyes were already starting to water. I have never seen him cry. In fact, I've never even witnessed him be sad. And yet here he is in front of me, about to break down. And I can't do anything about it. I can't take him back to my house to console him. I can't wrap him in my arms and tell him everything will be okay. I will never be allowed to do those things. Makes me think about all the other emotions I'll miss out on. What? What's going on? Let's... give them a moment.
I guess I won't be able to make it to your birthday after all. Angel, I don't know what to say. I never felt so powerless. There's a chance that the king could change no, his- No, you know he won't. Especially not with that brother of his. I'll write to you every day. Don't. What? Don't. Don't. I won't be able. I know I'm being a selfish asshole, but the thought of only being able to be with you through letters will drive me insane. Asmodeus and Daphne may be able to do it, but I can't. I... respect your wish. You always do, you big softy. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I don't know why I'm... It was, it was just sex. <laughs> you know it wasn't just that. You're right. It stopped being just that a long time ago. I... <laughs> I kiss him. I kiss him because if he let those words flow out, there will be no stopping me. If he tells me those three words, I'll go marching back to the castle sword in hand. I'll slay everyone in my path. Kill everyone who agrees with that dumb treaty that forces us apart. Hell, part of me wants to do it regardless of what he says. But I don't. Because if I do, I know he'd follow me. And I can't allow him to get hurt. You have to go. I, I don't... I don't want to. I know. But you have to. We stood there in silence for I don't know how long. Our fingers entwined and our foreheads resting against each other. Until finally he moves. I don't even bother to look up and watch him leave. I don't think I could handle it. What have you been doing? Honestly, horrible. I feel like my entire world has been taken from me. I've been in so many back alley fights and endured physical hardship in my training, but never have I felt a pain like this. And you know what's strange? 
I asked myself if I could go back in time and stop myself from bringing him into my house. Bring him to headquarters like I was supposed to. If I did that knowing it would cause me to avoid the pain I'm feeling now, would I do it? No. The answer is always no. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? No. It's not. Do you know how he is? I mean, has Vesta mentioned anything? I don't know a lot. She barely knows anything herself. She's been busy trying to get out of the fire since the incident. She hasn't heard from him since. I see. We've been talking. Vesta and I don't think it's fair. We continue to see each other when you and the others can't. We're going- don't. But- No. It's okay. You don't have to sacrifice your happiness just because we're miserable. Pask, I'm so sorry. If I had never flown across that wall, you wouldn't be feeling this right now. What I did was wrong. And now I've caused everyone pain. But that's just it, Sherry. I don't think any of us did something wrong. Sir? Yes, what is it? You must report to entrance of the castle immediately. Uh, so they finally decided my punishment. No, sir, it's an emergency. Everyone at headquarters must go. Even you, Katibu Cherry. Huh? The crowd is huge, filled with mostly Ephesas and onlookers. They stare at the castle steps in confusion, and I join them in their bewilderment. On the top of the steps is an Ephesa standing behind a kneeling figure that is facing the crowd. The person's hands and feet are tied behind their backs. They wear nothing but a pair of black pants and a burlap sack that covers their face. I have no way of telling who the person is, but whoever they are, they must not have went down easily. Their physique is quite muscular, and even kneeling, I can tell that their full height might match mine. Prince Vex walks out of the castle doors, and I instantly know whatever is about to happen won't be good. Prince Vex, may I ask what's going on? It's King Vex now. What? My people, I regret to inform you that my brother has betrayed you all. He gestures at the Ephesa, who then quickly pulls off the burlap sack covering the kneeling figure's head. King Jamal, Vex, what is the meaning of this? Calm down, Ephesa Basque. I will answer your questions soon enough. My people, notice the flag that hangs from the castle walls, the crescent moon within that fabric. Many of you may not know the reason why such a symbol was chosen to represent our lovely kingdom, but I do. 
You see, when us were-hyenas mate with someone for life, we mark them with a special symbol. Think of it as a wedding ring, but in tattoo form. As I am not fully were-hyena, I am unable to create this mark. However, my brother is, and the bite symbol that runs in his family is the crescent moon, the same image you see above us now. Bring her out here. Another Afisa walks out of the castle with a woman in tow. Her skin is dark and her braided hair is long. I feel sorry for this woman as I watch her try to struggle out the Afisa's grip. Sorry, because I now realize how serious this situation has become. Because despite only having seen that woman in painting and pictures, I know who she is. Is... is that the queen? Behold! Vex flings away a group of braids that was covering the woman's neck, and the crowd gasps. I don't, however, because I've already suspected what would be there. On the woman's neck, like a faded tattoo, is the image of the crescent moon. Bass was voiced by the Monster Boyfriend. Angel was voiced by Ben Russell. Cherry by Sun Lily. Vesta by Aura Buddy. Prince Vex by J.V. Hampton Van Saint. Elmer by Kyle Nishimura. Pascal by Lewd Audio. E by Dallas Wheatley. King Jamal by J. Royal VA. Onlooker in the Crowd was voiced by Jack LaCroix. Written and sound design by Chelsea. Music used in this app was Uncharted by Taomito, Prologue by Brenda Moeller, and Leaps by Jane Varton. Want to support the show? Check out our Kofi and Patreon link located in the description. Also consider following us on our Twitter page at FuckHumans8. We also have a Discord where you can talk with other friends of the show. We appreciate you sticking with us for this long hiatus, and we hope to have the final episode out soon. Thank you for your patience.